Happy June 15th. If you had a birthday this week, I'm going to wish you a happy birthday. Here we go. Walt Jesniak, happy birthday. Evan Vucci, Tony Tafe, happy birthday. Tabor Newton, happy birthday. Let's see, who else we got here? Gio Morales, Megan Daniel, Tracy Gilchrist, cool. Crispy Jones, long time no talk, happy birthday. Jeff Rogers, Elizabeth Lloyd Fledung, happy birthday. Rachel King, happy, 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 duper, super birthday. This week, Tony Cooper, Gordon Cooper, Dana Reeves, Jennifer Jade. Let's see, lots of birthdays. My friend Ann Bergermeyer, who I haven't seen in a long time, happy birthday. Dan Havlick, happy birthday. Shannon McFarlane, Peter Kinnon, happy birthday. Wow, long time no talk. Some great people this week. Chantal Perron, Dennis Reggie. Wow, happy birthday, dude. Hope you're doing well. Megan Feyerband, happy birthday. Long time no talk, and our memories come up from a long time ago. Let's see, who else? Steve Bebb, happy birthday. Uh, and that, I think, is going to do it for this week. Um, Happy birthday to all those June birthdays. Hope you're doing well. Let's move on to this week's show, which I think you guys will all enjoy. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world. Just some great conversations with my friends and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. Oh, man. I am really excited about this guest today. We have been friends for a long time, and it's just... We haven't we haven't spoken in a really long time, and Chuck is, is, is one of those photographers that I've admired for a long time. I admire him, uh, you know, in so many ways, and the things that he's doing, and is you know just one of those artists that uh, I, I love love to hang around. I love to see him shoot. I love to watch what he does, and he's just an all around good person. So today's guest is Chucky Arland. Chuck Arland, who is from uh, Kansas City area originally and now lives in Nashville, in Nashville, Tennessee area. And um, I can't believe with uh, the the several years that I've been in St. Louis now, you haven't come to visit me yet. So I'm a little bitter about that, but say hello, Chuck. (laughs) Hello, Jason. Next time I drive through, I'll stop by. Yes. And and you literally have to, I guess, do you have to drive? Through oh, Louis? all the no. yeah, I drive through St. Louis all the time. I, I get through it as fast as I possibly can. <laughs> well, that's speaking true words like a true Kansas City person talking about St. Louis. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. St. Louis is great. My, one of my best friends lives in St. Louis, actually, and we occasionally stop there. Yeah, but it's the you know it's usually a road trip with the children, and yeah, to stop and just hang for a while, it's like murder on right. them. So next time I'm alone, I'll. Yeah, no, it'd be great to see you. And, uh, you know, we could take you out for some real barbecue here as well. You're, while you're... <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, anything's better than Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's better than Nashville, but uh, Kansas City, I really do like St. Louis barbecue. And it has not in being from New York in that the KC barbecue is just a little too sweet for me. I really don't like all the, the, ju- the sauces on it and stuff like that. You're weird. 
<laughs> yeah, it's falling on deaf ears. But so. I will say that I've gotten some really good hot <clears throat> chicken in Nashville that uh, I really love that hot I haven't ch- had anywhere I, else. I haven't even had hot chicken except in uh, a, a low main dish, I think. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> I got to take you for chicken in Nashville. Anyway, I don't, I don't know Nashville. I've lived here for so long. I don't even, I don't even recognize the city anymore. Yeah, no. Every time I've been down there, it's crazy how much um, things are changing there, and uh, it really is starting to look like uh, the Southern Los Angeles. It's uh, well, Broadway is there. Times Square. Yeah, now. It it's is in freaking crazy. insane. It is crazy, but I mean, I guess that's progress, and it's great for Nashville and great for the town. And you know, my my brief time in the music industry. <laughs> Um, you know, Nashville is just booming with so many great artists and I'm sure, I'm sure you really enjoy it too. So Chuck is a professional photographer, uh, has been for 20 plus years. Oh, keep going. (laughs) Try 30 30 years, right? 89. Uh, has shot everything from sports to weddings for a long time. Uh, now is focusing mainly on... Um, more commercial stuff. He was also, for those of you who don't know him that well, was also a glam rock artist uh, in the 90s, right? Well, late 80s. Well, I started in 86. Right. And my band from 88 is recording an album this year or so. I know, and it's been really exciting to watch you do that, especially through the pandemic and, and, and you know, get back into your music again. And this is the thing that I like about Chuck is he's so well-rounded as an artist in general and doesn't stop, uh, you know, what he's doing. He's always trying to create some creative projects and is that quintessential creative guy that um, I really admire because it takes me so much longer to kind of get into the flow of things and... It's one of those things that I actually want to talk to you today about, but, and currently you just finished up your MFA, which, um, congratulations. That is a, that is a big, big accomplishment for anyone. And, and I'm proud of you as your friend. I don't think I've told you that I'm proud of you to get that done. And you've been doing a lot of teaching now too, which is amazing. Uh, uh, not professionally, but you're teaching in colleges now, right? Yeah, I've been I've been doing that since 2007. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't doing that full time. Yes, I, I, well, I've never done it full time. Okay, I've always been an adjunct professor since 07. Okay, so what yeah. is your with the MFA now? What is your is there a goal with that with getting that that you needed to get that? Like, why did you why did you do that? Uh, okay, I'll just my my parents died. Uh huh. I. Moved into a new house, like my whole life was changing, uh-huh. and I I thought I, I've got to do something with because I wasn't doing anything at uh-huh. all, and I thought I'm just going to go back to school. I think it was just honestly I started off just to occupy space so I wouldn't have to think about my parents. Hmm. Um, I, in a way, oh, I really okay. did, and you know, but I wanted to do it. I thought. I can, if I get this, I've been teaching college for so long, yeah. but I've never been able to do it full time because I don't have my master's. Um, you know, I've, I've been on the highest pay rate. They pay adjuncts because of my experience, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I could never teach over three classes a semester. So with this, I'm able to teach more now and teach more expanded classes rather than just basic photography. Now I'm teaching lighting and stuff like that. But, um, okay. the, 
but so that was one aspect of it. It's like, it kind of gives me a, something to fall back on. Like, okay, I, I'll be able to go apply for colleges now and actually have this MFA behind me so I, I can get a job. But the other reason is I, I think when I first started photography, like really got into it, 87, 88, uh-huh. I, I was always an, gravitated towards art photography. Right. Um, you know, so I'm kind of like come full circle. It's like, I really want to be in galleries. I want to okay. be represented. I want to be, you know, I've hopefully I'm trying to get a book published. Right. That kind of stuff. I mean, that's my goal. My right. Game. I just thought this would, it, I, I'm able to talk art speak now like I wasn't before. Huh. Interesting. And, you know, and, and I've spent some time thinking about going back and getting, furthering my education. And unfortunately, everything that I'm reading it's like you're you're too old. It, it doesn't really make sense, which is a little depressing. You're you're but, not too old. Well, I'm the same age as you, so you are inspiring me. Uh, and, I think I'm only that... a few years older than you, so you are, you you are inspiring me in that way. And and I can definitely recognize uh, the taking up space. And um, fortunately, I, I haven't lost a parent in a long time. But you lost both of your parents very close to each other, if I remember correctly. Yeah, one year apart. Yeah. And that happened to my wife as well. And I know that. She she has struggled with that that hole in her life, and she was very close to their parents, and like you were, and I know that uh, we're we're older now, but losing a parent is a big deal, and I just think about you know you just always expect your parents to be around, right? And then they're not, and especially yeah, losing them it, so close to each other is is hard. It was it was weird. I mean, I in a way it's like well die. That's not, I, I wasn't upset about, I mean, it's just kind of that longing for, because my mom was really my sounding board for yeah. so much. I, and so that's what I missed. They they died, if you could say the most perfect death in a way, uh-huh. it's like faded out. They were mentally sane up until the very end, until we put them in hospice and then they just kind of put them to sleep. Yeah. And what, wow. you know, and it was just like, they got to say goodbye. They got to, t- t- I mean, it's like, you couldn't ask for a better way to, you know, I've, yeah. I took a picture of my dad and my son who my dad was really close to my son, Lachlan. Uh-huh. And, and he's like holding, it's one of, I love this picture. I hate looking at it, but my dad's like kind of at peace mm. holding him. And you can just see this transition of this yeah. kind of life yeah. cycle. It's, it was a really interesting shot. And it's it's great that you 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 have those images, and after losing a parent, you realize how important those images are. You know, we spend so much time talking about clients and the importance of it. <laughs> so many of us don't take the time to do it with our own families. <laughs> and I know I didn't do it with my dad, and you know, I lost my dad a long time ago. But you know, I try and take pictures with my mom whenever I do get to see her as much as possible, and. I wish that I that that that, yeah. that I that I did more, especially with with my kids. The the that that family unit is so strong uh, that it's 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 great that you have that. So it is. And, and Jason, I got to say something about that. You're, it, it's kind of funny. Your dad is still alive in many ways, and I yeah. mean, you you talk about him, and I relate stories about him. Mm-hmm. To other people, just because of the stories you told me about the you know all the New York Dolls stuff, and just yeah. and then that now I'm going to be saying that story about Yankee Stadium I heard the other day. I was like, that was like, you know, how cool is that, man? It's like yeah. so they do live on. 
I, I, yeah, and I was very fortunate to have, you know, I definitely, my dad was a very animated man <laughs> and uh, was a great storyteller. I'm not sure where, you know, the, the apple fell on that one with me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm starting to see those those character traits with my kids now. And it is amazing when you see parts of your parents come out in your children and I definitely see that. There's one thing that my dad, my dad used to do this rocking thing, which you can't see in this po- podcast. But when he spoke, he would do like this rocking thing back and forth. And you would see it from across the room. It's just this, my wife picked up on it early. Like when he would tell a story, his hands would be going and he'd be rocking back and forth. And now I see it with my son. He'll be telling a story. He's been doing it since he was a little kid. And my, and my wife recognized it and said, oh my God. Barry is alive in your son and you see it every <laughs> time, awesome. whether it's him joking around with his friends or out on the football field. And it is, a, it is an amazing uh, thing that you, 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 you see these things passed on and, and it can only come from one place, right? I mean, you, you don't teach your kids to rock like that, you know, no. it's amazing. So anyway, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. So anyway, photography, photography. So <laughs> tell me what you've been up to recently. Uh, taking pictures of my kids. Okay. No, honest to God. But you're teaching I, now too. I, you know, I'm, I actually want to, I want to talk about the teaching thing. So I know that you've been doing, you know, adjunct stuff. And yeah. Uh, if any of you listening were fortunate enough to learn from Chuck in a conference situation like WPPI or specifically After Dark, uh, you know it that it was it was a unique experience and. One of the things that I used to love about watching you teach is that you would take very simple situations and try and create beautiful photographs from them, whether it was uh, in a in a in a hotel room, just using some blinds or the uh, headboard, and you you are always able to create some sort of unique, simple lighting technique, which is something that I always admired because people really loved watching it. And then you would combine it with like, you know, some Duran Duran music or something like that, which, you know, just made it. So that's the Chuck I know. <laughs> Tell me, like, yeah. what is the difference between that and like, you know, when you have to teach at a college? Not, not much other than I have a lot more time to explain things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, let's learn lighting in 90 minutes and ah. as opposed to I've got three months. Okay. You know, so and I teach I teach basic digital photography. That's the class I teach, and then I teach in in the summers. I teach an off camera, or not off camera, but an on location light class okay. when it is filled up. This year, I don't. All my classes were canceled in the summer because the enrollment is just dead. Uh. But um, you know, it's basic digital photography. It's yeah. You know, I start off teaching composition and how to see. Okay. More than anything. Okay. And then, you know, then we get in the mechanics of the camera. But I mean, it's like, you know, the, some of the historians out there, like Nadar said a long, long time ago in the 1860s, I could teach anybody how to operate a camera, but I can't teach them how to read emotion. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm start off with let's learn how to see and how to react and how to visualize because ISO shutter and aperture are just, I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> It's, so it's, it's not it's, simple it's, to you and it's, I. It's very simple, but no, it's not simple it's, to everybody. It's three things, you know, and put it on program. I mean, I use my iPhone. <laughs> like, you do. I've seen you do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, it's more about seeing. 
I was, and I'm I'm not a technical photographer. I've had a lot of books rejected because they haven't been. The publishers have said these aren't technical enough, huh. and we'll get and we'll get calls. Okay. On why they and I'm like, well, I was trying to write a children's book on lighting, and they didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> you remember my sketches? It's like, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So well, yeah, <laughs> does I'm curious what you prefer. For, do, you, do you prefer teaching kids over kids or students over a longer period of time over a couple of months or you know did you like the conference it's, situations where it's a few hours it's, or it's you know it's completely different yeah. it's you know and especially with my students because most of them actually it's like oh, I would say 90 percent of them are not even photography majors this is okay. an elective class that right. a lot of anim, a lot of animation majors and video game design huh. people. And which is great because I'm teaching them lighting, right? You know, shadow, and you uh-huh. know how to create emotion with light. So it, that's kind of interesting being able to teach that in a basic class, but it's relatable. The I'd say they're completely different. Um, sometimes the basic class can get a little mundane. I mean, I've been teaching the exact same class uh-huh. since 2013. Uh-huh. I teach it back. I teach it back to back to back. So it's like I teach it three three times and three times a week. Wow! So it's like, yeah, we, you know, which is fine, but yeah. it's. Have but, you and then the? No, yeah. I was going to say the the conference or the after dark of the PPA schools, completely different experience because you're usually dealing with photographers that kind of know the basics already, so you can really right. focus on specific like, and that's what I like to try to do with my stuff. It was always about let's learn how to do this. I was never satisfied until they got it. And I really wanted to get them to get it. It's like, it's just that light bulb moment goes off because nobody ever taught me. I I spent, you know, crap, almost 20 years trying to learn how to use a flash because nobody, you know, back in the eighties or nineties, but you know, early two thousands, it was all secret, you know? Yeah. It it really was. It was like just trying to learn something. And so I just figured it out. You know, right. Um, and I just, you don't have to do that anymore. And it's like, come on, people make this stuff way too complicated. And I think it's a lot of a stroke their own ego. I'm like, <laughs> you it, know. Is. it is. I mean, you know, being the smartest person in the room, you know, always is important to some people. It's never important for me, but, no, uh, or you like, for that matter. It was more about well, that's creating the, the art. Thing. I mean, you, with you. Yeah. No, it's just like the after dark stuff. We used to. I, you know, I remember you in Dallas and just like let's make makeshift ring lights. You know, right. I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Now I do it all the time because of you. It's you've got to always be open to all this. You, you're always going to learn something. That's what I loved about that was because, and you know, this sometimes we had to come up with stuff to teach. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, let's let's try this. I have no idea if it's going to work. Right. But it always did. It, well, no, it didn't. <laughs> but, but I tell you though, it's like, man, I learned so much doing it because everybody, we were all learning. So, yeah, and I, you know, I wonder, you know, during the pandemic, we couldn't do anything like that. And in general, I feel like in-person conferences and hands-on conferences are really, really, you know, falling by the wayside. Attendance is way down. People are we're, we're I, I personally don't know where photographers are going to learn these days. 
And I just kind of wonder, you know, and, and, and I don't mean to sound like the grumpy old man, but like, I feel like what I see out there is very uninspiring as a whole. And I'm curious what will come out. I'm, I've been really hoping through the pandemic, maybe something new will come out. There's a new style or, or you know, something that, you know, we're going to freak out about. And I'm just not seeing it. It's a lot of the same thing over and over again with, you know, Photoshop presets, uh, Lightroom presets and, mm-hmm. you know, dark and moody stuff, which is very pretty. It sounds uh, like modern music. Everybody yeah. writes in. Uh, everybody writes in one key, right. one, four, five, and occasionally they drop in the six and, and right. come back. And it's like try try doing some key changes in the middle of that song. You know, I think yeah, <laughs> and and there are very few bands. There used to be you know hundreds of bands that would you know try and push the envelope with a new sound or new style or or gosh, you know, like think about some bands that would just create a new sound every time they released a new album, right? Think about bands like REM who would, you know, try and come out with a new sound every time. Or Radiohead or bands oh, yeah. like that. Who is the new? Like there I, 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 maybe a handful. And maybe I'm just not seeing who those people are because I'm old and, you know, not not hip to the scene. But like I know in my, again, my little experience in, in working in music and, you know, being down in Nashville, like everyone's looking for that same song in the same key in the same tone. Right. Just like mm-hmm. a Lightroom preset. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it sells. It's it's money and it's quick and that's you know we spend two seconds attention span and we're on to the next thing, right, right. So, all right, so moving along, move let's anyway, move away from yeah. the grumpy old stuff. Uh, <laughs> do you find that I'm being? I know that I know that is coming to conferences and speaking. So I'm looking for inspiration. So the last ten minutes, I wanna I want you okay. to help me. With inspiration. I've been very uninspired lately, obviously, as this conversation goes. Um, but do you find that <laughs> Yeah. So, so you teach and you, you you were doing that work and then you were doing conferences and I know that you got inspired by doing those. Because you would mm-hmm. come away from those really charged up and you would generally I would definitely see more work from you post conference. Uh, even if it was just you cleaning up some of the work that you did, <laughs> are okay. you, do you get the same, do you get the same thing when you're teaching in colleges or no, not at all? Not at all. Not at all. Cause, okay. Cause like I said, it's just, it's, it's almost a routine thing. I mean, I like it. I like inspiring kids, but that's not getting you the charge. Now right. Right. you, you ask me a question specifically. I'm going to tell you what my professors told me when I first started the MFA program three years ago. All right. Uh huh. Forget everything you know. Uh huh. Stop relying on what you know. This is so. I went into the. There's a segue into this because it really, this is all I'm into anymore. I don't shoot commercially anymore either. Okay. I haven't done that in three years. I haven't done anything in three years except art. Not true, but okay. Go ahead. Well, kinda. Not really. I mean, I've had like three clients. <laughs> But what, you know, that doesn't necessarily measure success, right? Oh, no, I'm not talking about that. It's just, I've been focused on my art. Right. You haven't stopped creating. I've stopped creating. Oh, God, no. Right. Well, that's the difference. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I went, you know, I went there. This was a, they saw my work. They knew I could take a picture. So it was like, and and, and a master's program is a lot different from school. It's like, it's really theoretical. 
you know, in a lot of reading and a lot of research. And the, the only thing they could do was just like deconstruct everything you've ever done. And that I ended up really just kind of doing what they wanted me to do. So, uh-huh. and what I mean by that is I shoot expired film on Holgas and Dianas. Uh-huh. And that's what most of my pictures are. So it's like, I, I had to take away every ounce of control. Uh-huh. I have with a normal camera uh-huh. with lights, with all that kind of stuff and just kind of use my intuition. Right. And it was tough at first, but I started doing things that like I did a right at the tail end of we, we had a summer, they call it a low residency program. So you go intense for six weeks, like Monday through Saturday, hmm. all day long. Wow. For six weeks. And then you've got these away where you're off in the fall and the spring. But at the end of the six weeks, I kind of started dealing with a, a topic of sex addiction. Mm-hmm. And I thought there's this old, there was, this, there was, really, it was a big farmhouse, but kind of 70s, modern marble floors, spiral staircase, you know, really like a mansion. Mm-hmm. But it was tattered down. I, so I just went in with a roll of 645, shot just some scenes of this abandoned place. It was really spacious, nice, natural light coming through. Then I took the roll um, into the darkroom, re-rolled it. So I took it out and re-rolled it. And then I put it into a 6x6 six six camera. So we're going to have double exposures, but we're going to be two different formats, and then we're going to lay on. So then I took a couple of – actually, a student and her boyfriend – got them into the studio completely black just lit them and it's basically she is laying down they're both naked she's laying down he comes on top of her they kind of roll over it's like they're together and then she leaves and if you read it all these images you can kind of you can't hardly see them but they're blended over these images of this house and it's kind of this idea of alone together and alone again and it so, but what I learned from that is I can re-roll film <laughs> and, do, and, do, and do something with it. So this is why I love talking to you. You know, if you look at my, this is where it all came up. If you look at the first is, is it was, this was during the Kavanaugh hearings where, and it's funny cause it's kind of feels like this now too. It's like, you know, the white man is, you know, kill Whitey. <laughs> that was an old band from the eighties in Kansas city. But, uh-huh. um, it's, but you were really in, I was in a, you know, a very, very liberal college and even towards the end it's like i was hearing some of the a professor was saying uh we don't even need a white another white male voice and i'm like wow that makes me feel great that i don't not even you know yeah you don't even need need me so i felt at the time like i was completely being eliminated Uh so what i did was i thought i'm gonna get some expired film that and i was just doing this because actually i was in new york a long time ago and some uh, gallery in Chelsea and the lady was saying it's all about the process <laughs> you know and not uh-huh. so much the images and I'm like okay so I thought this process is interesting so I thought I'm going to take white out mm-hmm. and paint it on the film and wipe myself out erase myself and then I'm going to have a younger female photographer make me get naked out in the field like I've done to so many other models uh-huh. and Basically, it's like I'm just going to put myself in the situation that everybody says that you're all in, even though I know that everybody's very consensual and it's always a lot of fun. Of but it's that 
idea, you know, idea of it. Yeah. So I thought this will be cool. I kind of directed her, but other than that, it was just like just I did. But I painted the whiteout on before I ever took the picture. Huh. So I went to the dark room on an expired roll of film, which was when I started. We found a two uh, Pro Packs in 1989 uh, Kodak Veracolor. Wow. Okay, so. I, I, which was cool because that was really the year I started becoming a photographer. Uh-huh. So I kind of thought that was kind of interesting yeah. as a, the narrative. I went into the dark room, unrolled it. I couldn't see crap. And I started just taking white out, you know, like you white out on a typing paper. Yeah. And painting it in areas on the negatives. Rolled it back up, put it in the camera, went out and shot. And it was like, it ended up looking like black marks had just erased me. Huh. So the next time we went out, I tried to make geometric shapes okay. on it. With, and I thought, okay, this so wait, is interesting. You, you're taking the film in the dark and opening the white out, painting it on and then re-rolling it. Right. So I've never shot anything yet. Okay. Got it. I got I open the roll of film in the dark room because uh-huh. you can't expose it. Right. Lay it out. I kind of tape it down to the countertop uh-huh. and paint it. Uh-huh. Even though I'm usually painting my hand and painting the counter and painting because I can't. <laughs> so you, you had know, a little experience. You can't see anything right, right. at all. You know, it's like, so it's like when, when I get it rolled up and put in the camera, I turn the lights on. I was like, shit, there's paint everywhere. Go <laughs> wide out everywhere. So, but then I started doing these geometric shapes and we shot one roll or two rolls. And it was crazy how this stuff goes. I don't know if you're looking at this or not, but the third picture on this, there's a triangle. And I'm like in this kind of Da Vinci thing. And I'm right in the middle of this triangle. It's like, how the hell did that happen? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at these now. I see. Oh, the scratched out. Gotcha. Okay. You know, it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. And they're really then, neat. We'll put a link to this that, that we're talking about. Yeah. Then, but yeah. Then that, and that just led into more things. And I started getting really religious. We were at my church. We were in the book of Revelations, which is filled with all kinds of imagery. And yeah, you know, basically now I've become a Christian artist. And it's like, I just, yeah, I mean, my got baptized like the end of the year and it's, it's, it's been really weird and different and fun. And it's kind of, and I'm trying to promote that in a really strange way because most people don't use nudity and violence and stuff to talk about God, but you know, all that stuff's in the Bible. But it is it is all the Bible. You're right. Yes, it is. You know, <laughs> I mean, it is really interesting to hear this process, and you know, it is really inspiring to hear from somebody who has had a long career and has decided to take another. There are not a lot of people our age that really lean into the work that they're doing at this point in their careers. And I really commend you for that. And you've combined this alternative process that you've been working on for many, many years. This work is beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it as we're talking. Hello. And I lost you, Chase. What? I said I lost you. I didn't hear a word you just said. Oh, well, then you'll listen to it on the podcast. I was just complimenting you. (laughs) I was just complimenting you you how, you know, this process that you've created and the work that, I'm looking at now is is absolutely beautiful and you spent the majority of your life working on this and I just commend you to spend 
that kind of time to 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 work you know introspectively i guess is the right word uh at this and there's very few people who who take this kind of time at this point in their careers so for those of you who are listening out there who are struggling to be inspired as artists i recommend you checking out this link that i'll put in the podcast and talking to chuck if you don't know him he's a very friendly person and to spend some time looking at it in the process. And as I start to build my photo business again, I've taken a very different approach. And and I'm kind of wondering if this is a mistake as I speak to you, (laughs) because I'm taking a very business approach to the work that I'm doing. And the work sucks. I got to be honest with you. Like, I'm not happy with the work. But at the same time, and I I know it's not horrible. I know it's nice, clean work, and it's what people want. But at the same time, I am that artist just like you, and I'm really struggling with the work that I'm creating. And we have been taught over so many years about this. You are not concerned with that, and you're spending that time. Jason, I'm going to send you a link to a friend of mine who was in St. Louis. We, I started a photo salon mm-hmm. in 2007. Okay, and he was a part of it in Nashville. He's one of my closest friends, even though we don't really talk much anymore, just because of distance. And I'm kind of a home buddy and a loner, believe it or not. Um, you are an introvert. Yeah, I really am. Um, I'm not shy, but <laughs> you're I'm not. Definitely, you're not I'm shy, totally but you are an introvert. Yeah, the, but I want to give you his name. But I started the salon because it was in the height of my like wedding career, and. I'm like, but I never felt of myself as a wedding photographer. I was doing that for money. I wanted to be an artist. I've always yeah. wanted to be an artist. Yeah. And so I started going to a camera club in Nashville, which was led up by an art photographer. Yeah. It's still going today. Uh, we've had a few members come in and out just because of moving. But that yeah. – and we give each other pro, um, programs to work on. Uh, th- we just finished a book that was uh, designed by Elizabeth Avedon. Huh. Which is really cool. We, wow. just, we just got it done. Yeah. And um, based on a group project, we had given each other. So it was like seven photographers that get together once a month and talk art, specifically art. And we bring in all of our influences. And that really kept my creative juices flowing. Southlightsalon.com. Mm. Anybody wants to go check that out. Okay. But um, yeah, but uh, privately, his name's Pierre. Oh yeah, Jason has introduced me to Pierre. Well, yeah, of course, to me because I introduced Pierre to Jason. Yes, yes, yeah, Pierre's Pierre is like my he's like I one of like my shining lights here in St. Louis of people that I can hang out with and and always have a great night with them. Um, Yeah, we'll talk more about Pierre and Anna are Pierre and Anna are, are, are amazing people. So, all right, okay, moving moving from that, we're gonna wrap here. What advice – I'm a photographer and I know that <laughs> you're like – I know exactly the question he's going to ask. <laughs> of course you need to play some music for us. You know, and I don't even have a finger. <laughs> he's, he's showing me his middle finger right now. Uh, I don't know what he did to play his guitar. finger. It sucks. Yeah. Um, huh? what, what, give me one thing that I need to do to go out and help me get inspired tomorrow. Go. Uh, go to the art gallery, Pierre. Okay. And talk about art. Go okay. over to his house and look at his walls. I no seriously though. Yeah. yeah. So, I honestly get, find. Okay, you're shooting headshots right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, stop looking at headshots. 
Yep. I mean, go go it's go look advice. at. I'm gonna I'm gonna channel David Williams. Go find some John Singer Sargent paintings. Yeah. Study. Find one and study it. Sit there for an hour. Ask yourself who this person was. What are they doing? Why are they there? What's going on in the background? I will sit. You know, it's like you walk through an art gallery and you see people kind of like randomly going up and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Then they walk. But there's always that one emo kid that's sitting down with his legs crossed or her legs okay. crossed writing in a notebook and you might walk around and they're still there an hour later. Like what the heck are they doing? Yeah. Well, they're studying the brushwork. They're studying the color theory. They're studying the shadows. They're studying the personality. Well, that's good advice. Get inspired by that. Yeah. No, it takes, you're some, right. it takes time. Slow down. Stop. Stop thinking about yourself. Stop. You know, literally stop. I mean, I, I, that's my advice to everybody. Stop. It's not yeah. about you. It's about everybody. Oh, I love you, dude. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're, we're going to wrap there. We need to get together sometime soon, but thank well, you for I'll sharing all that stuff. What's that? I'll see you in July. You will? Yeah, I'm coming. I got to drive to Kansas City because my band does a year performance okay. every July. And I'm coming up a couple weeks early to do some work. So I'll stop. Maybe I'll, and maybe I'll do a barbecue at the house. All right. We can talk about this offline. All right. All right. <laughs> so Chuck, thanks for, thanks for being on this week's episode of Something New thank Every Week. So much, As man. always... Super duper entertaining, but thank you for being on here this week. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We will see you guys next week. Thanks again for tuning into something new every week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I love it. If you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab, millerslab.com. Great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into something new every week. We will see you back here next week.